Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. My name is Noor, and this week's guest is an Arab American Psycho favorite. She's an American Kuwaiti influencer, model, business owner, boss-ass bitch, just, you know, a jack-of-all-trades. Welcome, Asya. Hello. That intro Hello. always just, like, panics me every single time. You're like, <laughs> this is a, a Arab American Psycho favorite. And I was like, am I just a psycho favorite? I'm so concerned where this intro is going. No, you are a favorite. You're you're a podcast um uh what is the Hall of Fame of Arab American Psycho. That's crazy. Ooh, yeah. It just in our book though, just between the two of us. <laughs> oh no. So your episode was like the longest episode I've ever posted to date. And which a lot of people don't even know. We cut that episode down severely. I mean oh, yeah. it was like five hours or something. <laughs> we fucked that episode up, man. That was a really good we one. We really did. But people were like listening to it to like completion because I can see how much percent of it they listened to. And I was like, oh, people really like really oh, like this can? conversation. I know it's disturbing though. Is Because like towards the end of the episode, you know, you start getting a little crazy. You start saying things. Maybe you, you forgot that you said them. And then, but people do be listening. They oh, really no. do. Say I started off on the wrong foot. I've dropped an F-bomb in like the first five seconds of this podcast. <laughs> Just okay, like I'll repel everybody. I'll say fuck too for good value. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, we're better now. Now we've, both, now we've bolted the F word and now we're both heathens. And now that you know that we're both heathens, Asya and I um, were just talking about overdosing on probiotics and um, <laughs> and how I stopped taking probiotics because people were telling me that probiotics are like a scam. It's like a marketing scam, but they actually are not. And I've noticed a actual difference in how I feel after I stopped taking probiotics. Yeah, dude, my gut my gut does not agree with the whole probiotics are a scam thing. My gut is happy when I'm like force feeding myself jelly probiotics and probiotics Ooh. in pill form. They're like 200 million billion. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me all the stomach flora. I want all of the stomach flora. I want my stomach to be like a flora like garden. Right, exactly. A flora garden. I want my stomach to be the Dior of flora. Do you know what I mean? <gasps> Oh my yeah. God. Yes. yes. Do you remember Dior Flora? Uh, do you oh wear anything goodness. flowers? <laughs> just. I mean, honestly, do you wear anything just period, but do you wear anything flowers? Of course. They just like, Nobody does flowers the way that Dior does. You know, just the usage is just. I'm actually sad now because this spring, summer, I really didn't wear enough florals. Oh and no. Now it's fall. It's the first day of fall. Happy well, fall. Well, I will <laughs> Girl, I live in Kuwait. Fall is far <laughs> away. It's, uh, fall is but a dream, you know? The sand doesn't change colors in the fall. No, you know. Everything just gets a little bit like chillier and everyone pretends that it's cold so that we can wear boots. But that's about it. That's that's really it. We all just are collectively it's pretending. It gets a little cold, though, at night. Like, it does get cold. No? Well, in terms of like the GCC, Kuwait gets it gets pretty freaking cold in comparison but you know that's like in the desert you have to really like drive and want it you know and it's just not the place for the Givenchy boots that you were like holding off on it's, wearing unless you want to like have a boot full of sand and possibly like a scorpion oh, oh, oh I shudder I shudder at the thought I actually um I went to the desert once when I lived in Dubai and it was terrifying like like you don't you don't realize how high sand dunes are like I, I didn't know like because they were like oh let's go on this like banshee thing so I was like lol like okay like yeah let's do that fucking terrifying it's like a roller coaster it's so like it's like a 90 degree angle of like sand dune did you did you have someone driving for you 
Yeah, but it was like okay. my friend. It wasn't like a professional. Okay, well, because like they take the piss, man. They take the piss for real. Like they're like, you know what? This is this is this this white girl's first time in the desert. We're just gonna just gonna fuck some shit up, and they do, and they scare the crap out of you, and they almost flip the thing a thousand times, and it's terrifying. But they're it's humongous. Absolutely- These dunes are humongous. And they are humongous, but I will say he he drove his car around and he was doing crazy crazier shit with his car. And then he would pretend to be really scared, like, oh no, guys, I don't know if we're gonna make it. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, why are you doing this to me? And I'm like, now this is why I have anxiety at the age of 31. It's all linked to this this time I went to the desert when I was 16 years old. That's the cause of my anxiety. That that's it's it. Like, you know, I mean, like at least you can trace the trauma. For me, it's, it's just really convoluted. It's somewhere between <laughs> like adolescence and teenage years. It's just really convoluted. At least you have a set date you know i think that helps work your way through it i swear asia every single day in the for the last like year probably since i actually know since i've turned 30 every day i realize another reason for trauma i've also realized that i have childhood trauma that i didn't Mm -hmm. before i was like no i don't have childhood trauma like i'm fine and i I was like oh oh, no i'm like i do have childhood trauma dude you know what it is it's covid covid has because I've been I've been in a really go 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 lifestyle. So I I got married at 22. I was quite young, and only now as I like reflect back on it, I realize what a child I was. I don't even know what the, I was thinking. I don't know. But so anyway, I got married at 22. Thankfully to somebody that was really worth getting married to at 22. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. So alhamdulillah for that. But uh, I got married in 22 and had my first son at 24. And between all of that, I was blogging, and we were one of the first people to kind of pop off blogging in the Middle East. And so it kind of popped off really fast, and it. It just kind of ran from there. And then in the middle of all of that, we started businesses. And I have never had time because it's always been one thing after another. I've not had time to properly like self-reflect on absolutely anything. Yeah. And COVID was the, the no, it's time. And it was just terrifying. It was terrifying. I was like, you know, terrifying. What realizations have you made? Any, any, like any hallmark, just like realizations that you can think of, like, I literally did not realize this until, but you, you're so right because you really have been nonstop and getting married at 22 is very young. You got very lucky not marrying an actual psychopath and um, having a child, their first child at 24. What the fuck was I doing when I was 24, Asia? Like literally maybe still thinking about like, I wish I could play with Barbies. Like, I'm not going to lie. Maybe a little part of me was still like, is it acceptable to play with toys? Like, can I still do that? Because Bro. 24 is still so young. It but- is. But now I ref- I look back on it and I realize actually how young I was, but I was doing all of the things that you were thinking about wanting to play with Barbie still at 24. <laughs> I was doing, but I also had a child. So I was like, okay, you need to, you need to, you need to rein this shit in. This is in, an excuse you know? to play. Yeah. yeah, yeah just yeah, yeah. rein it in a little bit. You've got to, there's got to be a balance. And like somehow, somehow I've survived. I don't know. I'm getting to 31 this year and I'm just, I, I survived. I feel like I need to. So the last time. The last time I had you on was like a literally a year ago. It was August 2019. It's September now. And you hadn't turned 30 yet. So I hadn't. How, how was turning 30 for you? Oh my God, great. I, you know what? I don't know what it is. I know that it's not, I know that this is just like a mental thing and it's something that anyone can do at any age, but there's something about turning 30 where it's just like a big F you to absolutely everything that stands in my way. I don't know how to describe this. It's just, I realize my worth. I, um, I lay down the law, you know, when I need to, yeah. I have hard discussions. I'm no longer like, you know, those fights that you have, and I'm using my husband as an example, but it, it is for everything. But you know, those fights that you have with like a partner or someone you're dating or, uh, I'm married to and you just have that pit in your 
stomach, you know, where you're like, I'm going to vomit. And if we fight, then I'm going to lose this person. And then I'm just never going to survive it. And I'm just never going to recover. I don't give a shit anymore. I'm like, you know what? Fine. Let's do this. Let's sit down. I'll go to war with you for a little bit, but like verbally nicely. I'm not, you know, we're not, you know, it's not a war war, but you know, I I lay down the law and it's nice. I like it. By the time you turn 30, I, at least for me, you kind of learn how to manage your temper and also you get better at communicating. So I feel like these things that used to be so like terrifying and like that pit in your stomach feeling like fuck everything is gonna, this is the end of everything if this little thing happens right now. And then like you have the tools to navigate it so much easier that it's like, okay, fine, let's just, let's deal with this right now. Let's right. deal with it now. So we don't have to deal with it later. Exactly. And it's going to be fine and we'll figure it out. And everything is just so much less terrifying. Cause I think by the time you turn 30, you've already realized that everything kind of sucks. Yeah. So like- <laughs> and then life moves on with or without yeah. you. It just does. It's- it, it just it will propel on. forward. That is that is the ultimate rule of life that we are biologically just propelling ourselves forward constantly. And there is no stop. So it will go with or without you. And whether or not I'm emotionally or mentally ready, it's still going to keep going. So I've just got to just make my way through it, you know? And I think that's why when the pandemic first happened, I kind of enjoyed it because I felt like things had stopped for like a little bit, like things had slowed down, things had stopped. But then what ends up happening is like you said, then you have all of this time to self actualize and realize and you're having all these fucking epiphanies and it's like this whole thing. And then that's really heavy. And I'm just like, Oh, I didn't want this to happen. I didn't want this version. I liked season one of COVID where I was baking. <laughs> <laughs> Can I oh go my God, back? That was my favorite. I love season one of COVID. I do want to go back. I want to make sourdough. Is, right. And you're like, this is my sourdough starter. And then like season two of COVID is like, this is my trauma, you know? Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. It's awful. It was me, so me bad. texting my mom being like, why didn't you hug me enough? <laughs> you didn't hold me as a child. Yeah. 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 Bro, same. But honestly, it's just, it's just, you know, COVID and a little bit of like the turning 30 and then the elephant in the room of like finally taking off my hijab after the anxiety that kind of surrounded it. And once I survived that, I'm not even, it's not even an exaggeration. Once I felt like I had survived the barrage of just internet hate that I had received, I realized I could survive anything. I could do it. I could, it was fine. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I genuinely like... I'm really proud of you and I'm sure someone's going to be mad at me for saying that because it's like, you're encouraging. No, I am encouraging her because you did what you felt was right for you. And that's terrifying to do with over, I don't know how many millions of followers you have at this point, but like millions of people watching you do this fucking terrifying thing that would be scary regardless. It's scary all the time. (laughs) Even if you're not, even if you don't have to worry about like people online, you have to worry about like other people your community yeah Yeah. it's it's just having to explain it having to talk about it having people you know people are going to think x y and z of you like i know right now if i took my hijab off i can think of like 30 people i know in my personal life who would be like wow you fucking knew it you whore like that yeah 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 yeah. let alone people online who are relentless and and do not hold back at all And then have no context to your entire life, you know? And, you know, I, I guess this is a little bit 
kind of going back to the whole COVID dis- discussion, but when uh, COVID had popped off and then everyone was, uh, you know, shelter in place and there was this just like worldwide panic, uh, I watched a, a video from a therapist that was saying that she, her anxiety patients, the people that she treats with like high anxiety, which I, I did, I'm, yeah, high anxiety. Well, not, yeah. I, I guess I'm functioning, but you know, it, it's intense. Yeah. Um, thanks to like eight years on social media at this point. And so her high anxiety patients were like, this is a walk. This is nothing. This is so chill. And then the rest of her patients were just, just freaking out. And she was like, you know, this is, it's because people with high anxiety or functioning anxiety, this is, this is their thought process constantly that they have forecasted the absolute worst possible thing that could happen to them in life. And they have lived it mentally through their mind. And now watching everybody else panic, you're kind of like, Oh, well, welcome to my level, you know, just a little oh my bit. God, and and never it was so, it that way. Oh my God. It was just so vindicating to listen to someone say that. Cause I was like, I had no intense panic i i understand the depth and and intensity of covid but i i yeah. didn't feel it just because yeah this i go through this mentally constantly and i didn't realize that i had done the same about my scarf you know i had i had imagined every single worst possible scenario that could possibly happen and then for the couple months leading up to it you know it just didn't feel right i'm not i'm in and out of it and there was this constant anxiety of someone seeing me without it before I had announced that I'm without it. And it was just so debilitating. I don't even know how to tell you. Like it was nauseating. I would walk outside and want to vomit. And just, it was just, oh, it was just not the life that I could picture for myself and not the life that I wanted to model for my children at all. I didn't want to be one of those, those people that was just like without it when they traveled and then throwing it back on in front of their children as you landed back into your community. And you're just like leading this double life. What does that tell my children, you know, that's not, that's not faith. That's not Islam. That's not, you know, really practicing. That's, that's just double standard hypocrisy. And I was tired of it. It was just exhausting. It's exhausting. I, I mean, honestly, I, I told, and I can't even imagine what that burden must have felt like taking into consideration, being a parent and wanting to be this role model, because mm-hmm. that's a whole other thing. It's like, yeah, of course you want to set an example for your kids to like be who you are and not be concerned with other people. But it's like, at that point, you had been wearing a hijab for like a decade, right? Like it, it was years. a long time. Yeah, it was a long time. So it's like any habit that you've been doing for t- any amount of time, like to stop doing that, like there's so many reasons for it to be super scary. And also like you want to get comfortable with this decision you made before announcing it. Like, like that's like me if I were like in a very public relationship and then if we broke up, I would not tell the internet like the next day. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, you yeah. won't have time to heal and to, to take care of yourself and make sure you feel okay with it before having a group fucking discussion about it. It's not like, oh, hey, like let's all discuss this fucking life altering decision that I just yeah. made, which it's everything about it. Like I'll be honest with you. Like I saw, like I would get these suggested videos on my YouTube um, oh, God. account where it was like discussing uh, like hijabi <laughs> react. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, why is this man? Cause it's always a man. It's always, why, men. Is, this, why is this man discussing my friend or anyone, any other deciding, person deciding to make a decision for themselves. Like I genuinely don't really understand what's going on right now. And like religion aside, like that is such a personal thing. Like you so should incredible. be able, and it's not like, I don't, I highly doubt you just woke up one day and you're like, eh, change my mind, Draw, taking off my scarf. Like, bye. Yeah. 
I'm sure it wasn't just like a haphazardly made decision. No, and you know, and where I'm living, because we're, we're, I mean, I'm living in a Muslim country and I'm living in quite a small country as well. And then I'm also living in a country that, uh, has a really high amount of influencers and influencer culture here is a little bit like, it's a little bit strange, but, um, my friends, a couple of our friends found out that I took my scarf off, not from watching it online or seeing me post about it, but because it was in our newspapers the next day. And what? So, yeah, no, no, no. This is no lie. This in the newspapers. It was on the news. Um, I was on like these sponsored Snapchat news agencies with and without my scarf. So you would see them all over the place. Um, it was it was kind of centered around on, on WhatsApp. You know, there's like the WhatsApp viral things. Yeah. And I got death threat emails and um, the post that I had initially put on I had turned the comments off on YouTube and I turned them off elsewhere and the only place that I had allowed people to really comment on it was on Instagram because I wanted to kind of control the discourse I didn't want to have to see it everywhere right, and right. that one got to about 22,000 comments before I had to turn it off because it was so intense it was just it was it was in- incredibly intense there were there were companies here that were posting that any woman that had taken off their hijab it would be better for us to take them out to the middle of the street and whip them um than what? to allow them to post it yeah so now there's people that were defending me against like the companies that were talking about that and these are companies that are like these are pretty large companies here and they're and they're also large franchise owners of of really big international businesses and they were posting this on business accounts this is not even like their personal accounts so they had yeah, taken some, over their businesses or yeah 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 so they're I, taking I, I, yeah, I see. Yeah, man. And so the girls, the girls that had gone and were like, you can't say this about you. You shouldn't be able to talk about women in this way. That's this is so hate speech. It's awful. They're still in court with them. This is a year later. And so people are like, how are you bringing this up? I'm like, well, everybody immediately around me that decided to defend me is still dealing with a court case that surrounded my my freedom to be able to take this off and people's response to it. So it's, it's, it still seems like I'm, I'm kind of like beating a dead horse at this point, talking about it and talking about it. But it just, it's so, it's such a constant, consistent part of my life. And I have to deal with it absolutely every single day. Whenever I put something up, they're like, you are so much prettier in hijab. Well, that, oh my mother, God. that's not the point of the hijab in the first place. I, these are just facts. Like you're not supposed to be more attractive. No. That's literally not the point. What like, comment is that? <laughs> like, and, and the thing is, is like, I, I can't even begin to imagine how exhausting that is. Truly, I cannot even begin to fathom because like I will be wearing a hijab and I mean like you you were a hijabi for a long time. You know what mm-hmm, it's like. Mm-hmm. People are gonna fucking criticize every single article of clothing you've decided to put on your own body. Yep. But like the thing that really I think the thing that bothers me is that I think that this goes beyond religion. Like I, number one thing, this is a terrible representation of Islam, which is a religion that I happen to believe in. So that's unfortunate, but like, it's just control, controlling women's bodies, controlling women's identities. It's like this societal obsession obsession, with, with, obsession. with controlling the female form. And this isn't limited to the Gulf or Arab countries or no. Muslims. This is like a global fucking pandemic and it's it's just this non-stop like nothing will ever be enough right so like you're wearing a hijab and people are you're, you're wearing a turban and people are criticizing you for the way you've decided to dress you take it off you're like okay you know what this is what i'm going to do instead and people are like oh you were so much prettier when you did that but it's like 
No, but like when I did that, you were still fucking telling me that I wasn't doing it enough or wasn't doing it well, or I was doing it in a bad way that was making other Muslim people look bad. Like what the fuck do you want from me? It's just, it really is an obsession and it's an obsession. Like you said, it's an obsession worldwide. I mean, we have an obsession, I think like so much because as a half American, I feel like I get to say this a little bit as well, but I mean, there's an obsession with like the sexualization of women's bodies um, for, 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 for complete capitalism and consumerism. And uh, I don't know, like parents. Hilton eating a burger while washing a car to sell a yeah. burger in a bikini. It yeah. does. It's just the constant need, and which is her choice. And I and I, if if that's a if that's a, a learned or sorry, not learned, an educated decision that she has been made, and there was no coercion, then of course right. I'm all for it. But when it's just this constant usage of women for the sale of something, or for the display of something, or for the control of something, it just it becomes. It just it, there's the, there's a there's a common uh, commonality here and that's the constant obsession with women's bodies and our viewability and it's just, it's just across everywhere it's everything and i'm I just, just the, the older i get the more exhausted i become by it it's exhausting it's just uh, disturbing it's just disturbing it really is but like i will say i find it i find that often i think about okay so how do we change this so what do we do about this and i genuinely sincerely think the only the only thing we can do is have conversations about it and the reason i say that is because hopefully someone who might not fully understand the magnitude or the effect that these comments that people make on women's bodies how first of all stupid they sound but also how they can really impact other people's lives like these are other human beings and like if you're human you should have even an ounce of empathy for another human being and understanding like no one deserves to receive that level of negative feedback about their body or the way they dress like no one deserves that no matter whether you're a public figure or not like no one should have to live like that because at certain points it's just like it's it's like you said it's fucking draining and exhausting Mm -hmm. it really is and i i think the um lack of empathy is really kind of the only way that you can put it is and i'm i consider myself quite an empathetic person i'm I, I consider myself an empath and I really can feel other people's energy very, very easily and really heavily, I would say. And so it's very easy for me to put myself in someone else's shoes and then kind of act accordingly. But I think that that's not, um, I don't think that that's something that everybody can do. And so when the, and I, and I'm, I'm well aware that it's not something everybody can do fine, but the majority of people that I know and surround myself with can. So when I watch someone, Oh, Ooh. There's the fire, or or or, or probably not. <laughs> it, was, it was something. It, it was a fire ambulance. Truck, I felt like I was in the states for a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the ambulance probably probably going to like a nothing. <laughs> probably to a nothing. Hopefully, to yeah. A probably, nothing. probably. Hopefully, that's what I'm saying. It's always hopefully to a nothing. Hopefully, hopefully to a it's nothing. just like two cars that got into a slight slight bumper to bumper accident, and everyone is fine, and everyone's going to go home, and they're going to be fine. Inshallah, inshallah, <laughs> that's the case. So no, what was I? What was I saying? Yeah. So the the idea that public figures put themselves online and are displayed for public consumption and therein have to just handle whatever comes their way, no matter how absolutely disgusting and negative it is, is just a fallacy. It's complete bullshit. It's not right. It's never okay. I don't find that to be. You shouldn't have to even even even. 
even the way that we we talk about political figures, I feel like there's no need to be disgusting. There's just no right. You can right. you can police their policies. You can oops, sorry. You can police their policies. You can have an issue with things that they decide to do. Fine, the way that they're running the country. Fine, but I think anything past that is just is just not necessary. Exactly, and I just really think that there's also a way to get a point across if you feel it so strongly that doesn't have to insult this person's character. Like it doesn't have to be hateful, but then ultimately at the end of the day, let's like, you know, you know what I think if I see someone wearing something that like I, I which is, I'm going to be honest with you, it's never happened. I've never saw someone wearing something and thought, wow, this is so inappropriate. I'm outraged. But let's say hypothetically, hypothetically I did, you know what I would just do? Nothing. I would just do nothing. Exactly. I would just do Nothing. 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 Even even mentally, I'd probably be like, Bleh, and then I would move yeah. on with my day. Yeah, I have I, never I, gone I, out of my way to find somebody online or to like find someone's Twitter handle and be like, you know what, that eeny weeny bikini that you are wearing offended me. I would never. Mm-hmm. It just, mm-hmm. it's just, or even vice versa. It just, it's never. And I, I just, I don't understand it. It's an obsession. And it's like the sexualizing. Of female bodies, like Asia, I'm so disturbed. So my niece, who's 11, okay, she's oh, an 11 year old. My heart. She goes. She goes to a public school here in America, in Florida. She goes to public school. There's no uniform. There are certain dress code guidelines, but they're th- so. This is what her school's dress code is. It's like you can't wear spaghetti straps. You can't show your shoulders, and then your shorts have to like reach to like a certain point of your thigh. Your fingertips. And, yeah. Yeah, below your fingertips, and then but then her her dress code at school has a very important thing, which is that it says but. It could also be subjective. So if a teacher sees you some wearing something that they deem to be inappropriate, they are allowed to write you up, which is super fucked up. Because really like, up. what what the fuck does that mean? My niece, who's eleven, she's tiny, she's a baby, got written up multiple times for, for a wearing top. no for wearing leggings and a shirt. And I want to let you know, my niece. My niece wears like oversized Billie Eilish t-shirts with leggings. You know what I mean? She just like wants to be comfy. She's not trying to like look cute by any means. Even if she did, that would be fine. But like, just to give you an idea, she's mm-hmm. a, literally a 70 pound, five foot three, 11 year old girl, super lanky, super tiny, tiny, looks like a baby. And people who are supposed to be teachers or, or the dean of the school who, who are supposed to be protecting her have instead decided sexualize to sexualize her, her exactly. body exactly. and said you need to cover your crotch then you which, are FYI. sexualizing a small child and you should feel really creepy exactly yeah exactly and not only that do they tell boys that they have to cover their crotch? Absolutely not. Boys are allowed to show their crotch. Boys have more to cover want. in their crotch than women do. If you, you really want to argue that, mm-hmm. like girls have nothing happening there. But like it's 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 so fucking ridiculous. And so, so me and my sister Reem, we're trying to get her to protest, and we're gonna we want her to wear a shirt that says "Stop sexualizing my body." And then if they try to like write her up, she'll say that they're violating her First Amendment rights to freedom of speech. Yes. So we're we're trying to make my eleven year old turn into like an anarchist, basically. But like I was it. just so I was so mind blown because I'm like, here we have a, a public school in America, right? Which America is land of the free, whatever the fuck you want to say. People can they they talk shit about the the Middle East and oh they're oppressing women. You are literally sexualizing and oppressing an eleven 
11-year-old girl Mm -hmm. and telling her that she is dressed inappropriately because she wants to wear comfortable clothes to school Mm -hmm. during a fucking pandemic, which is already stressful as fuck. She has to wear a face mask all goddamn day. She's 11 and she can't wear an oversized t-shirt and leggings because her her crotch isn't fully fucking covered. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. See, this is, I mean, I'm, I, I'm not even going to broach this subject fully because gross, but like, is this like cuties, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I, where do I, where, why, why are Have we making it cuties? easier? No, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't seen it either. I haven't I'm sorry. It. I can't. I just can't. I can't. I get it. I get that there's a story. I get that this yeah. is the, the, the director or the writer, it's relatable to her life. And this is like real life things that happen. I get it. But why are we making this normal? Yeah. I don't understand normalizing on such a really large scale. And then it has absolute repercussions in real life the way that it does with your niece you know it's exactly it's not okay and and why are we teaching such a see this is the thing about like wearing hijab for like super young girls I feel like also I'm around it's around that same like super young you know when you see like a five-year-old girl and you're like the whole point of hijab is like to desexualize the body and like we're just taking modesty back into our own sense and you are now telling a five-year-old girl that she has anything sexy about her it's really wrong and now I get my mind I get why my mom was against me starting to wear a hijab at a young age. Like now I get it. Cause like I wanted to, when I was 11, I was like, I want to do this. Like, it's going to be fun. And my mom was like, no, like you're really young. Like you don't need to do this. And I was like, no, but like, I really, really want to. And she's like, yeah, but she was super against it. Like, like, like adamantly, she was like, no, you really don't need to do this. And, but now I understand why, because I'm like, my mom's a pretty religious, pious person. That's so weird. Why was she so against it? It's because she understands what the point of it is. And also making a lifelong commitment at the age of 11, you know, I'm okay with it. But like, maybe I wouldn't have been okay with it. And then I would have been in a position where I'm so scared to to, to stop or or end this decision, this commitment that I've made. Mm -hmm. It's fucking because then then you have to deal with your newspaper, (laughs) being in a newspaper, having bakeries slut shame you, which like no one expects to be slut shamed by a bakery. You know, I just want to eat my cake. Yeah, like you ruin (laughs) bakeries for everyone. Like, you know what I mean? How could you ruin such a great concoction like i'll never eat a croissant again you know what i mean that's a lie i'm definitely definitely gonna eat a croissant again that's just currently eating cake so it's totally (laughs) (laughs) you're like i am baking a cake right now i have cookies in the oven but no it's it's so disturbing and like i i the 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 best part about it for me though when i when i see you know when i see you being yourself i'm like i don't i don't I mean, obviously there's a difference, but I'm like, I still feel like Asia is the same person. Like your style is still the same. Like I, I'm just so, what are people so up in arms about? Like it's, and even if you did decide one day, like, you know what, I'm going to post a picture of myself wearing a bikini. Let's say hypothetically you decide to do that again. Why does anyone fucking care what you do with your body? But that's just not the case. That's just not what happened. This episode of Arab American Psycho is sponsored by The Doe. The Doe is a digital publication sharing anonymous stories to promote civil disclosure and provides a platform to lesser-known, often marginalized stories. The Doe publishes unfiltered narratives from verified anonymous sources, drawing attention to a broad spectrum of viewpoints that encourage readers to confront their own biases. Each month, The Doe explores new themes. This month's theme is justice, and I came across a narrative titled, I'm a woman in the arts fighting for equality. In this narrative, a woman in theater writes that female creatives are underpaid and undervalued. 
I mean, I think it's pretty obvious why I chose to speak about this narrative. The fight for equality is constant as a woman, and I'm so glad this narrative is being highlighted in this week's episode where we talk a lot about being female creatives and the constant backlash we receive whenever we try to take up space in general, but especially in creative spaces. In this narrative, the author compares the world of arts to a casino, which really resonated with me, and I can say from experience that a lot of time it really comes down to luck, but also who you know. In the United States alone, 45.8% of visual artists are women, and on average earn 74 cents for every dollar made by male artists. The author writes about how gender biases still linger in the arts, which led to her pursuing perfectionism and in turn causing her to break down. I don't want to ruin the narrative for you, but I was so inspired by the author's determination and the message, and I think that you will really love this narrative as well. I loved reading this as well as so many other amazing narratives available on the Doe's website, and I've linked this narrative in the episode notes. I highly recommend visiting thedoe.com, that's T-H-E-D-O-E, like a female deer, dot com to read more. Thank you to the Doe for sponsoring this episode. Now back to the conversation. I think I get I get the um, reason that people were so upset, and one of the reasons that I bowed out from uh, being covered online in the way that I was, was because I felt at that point when I was no longer, there was no, there was no kind of like the Nia for that was not there anymore. You know, right. it wasn't, it wasn't in my mind that this is something that I truly stand up for and believe. And I felt like at that point I was taking campaigns away from girls that were more deserving to be the Muslim representation in things, which now, if I can just say, I have realized how incredibly tokenized I was in all of this. Like now that I have no scarf and I'm not booking the same oh, campaigns, the tokenization yeah. of all of that is just really stark and very apparent to me because I'm not, yeah. I was palatable. I was palatable hijabi. Mm-hmm. That was what I was. I was you were, like, you were a cute little exactly. edgy hijabi. I was like, edgy, I've got the nose ring, I've yeah. got the tattoos, yeah, 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 I have the, yeah. the, like I'm, I, I'm American enough, like, you know, oh, or Western yeah. enough. And friends were like, if this is Muslim. Yeah. Then we great, love that. Great, so digestible, so yeah, palatable, yeah. so yeah. great. And now yeah. I'm like, you, I'm watching all of these campaigns that I used to participate in as token, token hijabi girls not be offered to me one anymore, and then have zero Muslim representation in in replacement. So I'm not sure. <laughs> They're like, oh, 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 the palatable one is gone. You know, she's gone. So she's, there's no. no I can't we- do it. Can't do it. We have no choice. We We're have left no choice. with someone that is just way too Muslim presenting for us, and it's just like, oh, yeah. gross, gross behavior, gross behavior. And I just, I was like, I just didn't. It didn't feel right for me anymore to be taking campaigns away from somebody else. And yes, there's the whole like, Asia, but you could reject them. Yes, I could reject them, but they're not going to go somewhere else for somebody else. Right. The, the, right. I'm the first and the, I'm the forefront of thought. You know, it's just it was very frustrating, and I just didn't want to participate anymore. I don't remember. No, I digress from the the actual topic. I forget. And- And I'm going to be honest with you. I think that like I would probably feel the exact same way. And I think the most important thing though is that you didn't have the Nia, which for those of you who don't know what the Nia is, it's like the intent or the intention that you're wearing hijab for like X, Y, Z purpose. But like, I think that like, I think that that would be so difficult for me internally. Like, I don't know what kind of toll that would take on me internally. Like if I felt like I'm not like, that's like, I don't know me doing anything for the sake of God, but not actually feel like I'm doing it. I would just like not do it. I'm just going to be honest with you. But like, but then when it's such an external thing that everyone can see, like, you know what I mean? Everyone can see this. Like that seems like maybe one of the hardest things that any woman can experience. I'll be honest with you. Like that's, that's so difficult. You know, the portion of, of, 
the part of being online for me that I have kind of based my entire career off of is 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 being really raw and being really honest and trying to present myself in a way that wasn't just like so far gone, no matter how much money was thrown at me, no matter whatever, I've kind of stayed pretty consistent. There was a time where I feel like I lost myself for a little bit and I kind of reined it back in. And um, I, at this point, was feeling like I was portraying something that I was no longer living and that lie to me, that 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 the weight of a lie was so much scarier in religion for me than anything else. And like the weight of a lie is, is intense and the weight of a lie for like 2.7 million people at the time, 2.6 now, um, <laughs> they drop like flies, you know, uh, 2.6 at the time. So it just, it doesn't feel right anymore. It just felt like this, um, th- that the lie was kind of coloring everything in my life. And I just felt like this constant, constant faker this constant and you felt like fake of yeah. something and then you feel like you're leading a double life which i'll be honest with you i think a lot of muslim women can relate to i know oh, yeah. i can and i'll tell you it's yeah. not fun and no, you know what not. you should do stop you yeah, should just dude, stop. stop and it sounds really and it is scary and i'm not downplaying that it's scary but like just if you stop it and then you just like stick to your guns. It just uh-huh. gets easier. But it gets I think, easier. I think recognizing the privilege and being able to to stop. And I'm sure you You're will right. absolutely agree with yeah. this. But like yeah. recognizing yeah. the privilege of my own like safety and well being in the, my right. ability to be able to stop is definitely there. So I do try and tell girls like if you are if you feel like you're living this double life, please just stop. If you if you are not going to be um, targeted uh, yeah. with any kind of like physical aggression and in, in response, please just stop right. because you're just mentally you're doing yourself a disservice. If you can not and there are physical repercussions to you deciding to just give the big bill finger to everybody that you're living this double life for then no you you really have to kind of like mentally prepare you've got to you've got to kind of put down a, a roadmap for how you're going to get out of this you know because physical aggression is not okay I, i'm sorry no but- it's, it's not and, I, and that's such an important thing for you to bring up because you're right and i think that because i am in a privileged position where like I can I can Mm -hmm. just be like fuck you guys I'm gonna do what I want like I'm financially independent I have you know non-psychotic parents I mean they're they're crazy enough crazy like all parents are but like in their own way yeah in their own way but they're not like gonna be like you know you're a whore I hate you you're not my daughter anymore go fuck you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. they're reasonable about it um but like I can't imagine being in a position where you have to take that into consideration as well. And I think that for me, as someone who does wear a hijab, I really feel like the reason why I feel the way I feel about it has a lot to do with the fact that I know if I took it off, I would have to care about what other people thought. Well, I don't really care, but I wouldn't have to worry about what my, I feel like my parents would be like sad, but like within reason, but then they would also just be like, it's fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's cool. Like, we're cool with it. Like, we get it. It's okay. But I also have seen two of my sisters take their hijab off. And that's how my parents dealt with it. So I also have like, real life examples. So I feel this sense of like, it genuinely truly feels like my choice and an option. And I don't think that that is everyone's situation. No, it's not. Yeah. And it's it's so great that that's your situation. I think that's exactly what it's made for. It's exactly what practicing is all about. It's exactly where you're supposed to be with it. It's supposed to be that. It's supposed to be it's every day be you wake personal. up. Yeah. It's you every day you wake up, you make this conscious choice for yourself that you're incredibly solid in, you know, waking up and then putting it on because you're 
I don't know, your father will beat the crap out of you if you don't, right. or your uncles That's- will decide that it's time that, that it's time for an honor killing. You know, like these are definitely like time. I know. I don't killing know why I'm laughing just, about that, but it's, it's just it's so ridiculous it's because so ridiculous. it's just it, the the thought of it is just so abhorrent and. Yeah. freaking ridiculous it, it just happens, makes no it sense happens. what are you talking dude it just happened like it just happened in my country it was at what two weeks ago it happened in, in our what? country yeah man the 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 what I, was it the brother she's in the hospital and her brother rolled up and just shot her and he left what? he left the hospital oh, i swear to god oh. and this happens this happens so much it doesn't make the news is he in it, prison i have is he arrested i haven't followed up he's not been arrested has he no, he's not arrested. No, yeah, wow. Yeah. Because wow. we have we have something in our in our uh, in our laws that that it's a it's an article that we're trying to to get abolished that kind of protects some protects men from honor killings, basically like the repercussion of. And there's so many cases of this. This is a, this is happening. This is happening so often in Jordan. It happens so often in Palestine. It happens so often in the Middle East that it just doesn't make the news, or pe- or women will just silently disappear. And we and we we live in a desert. This is like it's a vast, vast area where you just hide bodies. They'll just find bones or like bodies years oh and years later after these women have. And there's just serious repercussions to deciding to be a woman that decides to do whatever the fuck they want. And that's absolutely terrifying. And that's the thing that like, I feel like I need to be more conscious of is like, when I make these statements saying like, just do whatever you want, you know, how about you do like, you know what I mean? Like, no, not everyone can do that. And I have to constantly remind myself of it. But it just the fact that it's a reality. It's not that it's shocking to me. I'm not shocked by it. It's just like, how is this still happening? Like, how is this still fucking happening? Like, how have we not as humans evolved past this barbaric behavior? I mean, it's, it's, it's like femicide. It's, it's the same concept, you know, just uh, for me, just the, the, the concept of honor resting a whole family's honor resting on the shoulders of a female that you just are constantly trying to control is just the most maddening, maddening, anger inducing thought. And because I live in the Middle East and I'm incredibly presented by it quite often, you know, and, and then quite personally on a personal level that I'm not going to go into fully, but like on a, it's, 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 it's awful. It's, it's, it's a real thing that still happens, you know? And, um, I think, and that's why I, I like, think feminism the, the, you know, like trying to, to pick up white feminism and kind of transplant it here. We have so many other things that we need to right. do before we free the nipple. We need to stop allowing women to be murdered. Yeah. You know, They're, those that's crazy. It's it's just so far out of the realm of 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 crazy that it it's hard to put into words. And and that's why like I I feel like you taking off your hijab was obviously something personal to you, but at the same time I do think that it was important for someone with your following, with the audience you have, with the exposure you have for other women to see that because as much negative that came from it, I truly believe that a lot of women probably felt very empowered by it. Did you get any feedback like that from women saying like, oh my God, like I am in the same position or I'm in a similar position to you? Yeah. Or, or, yeah. yeah. I think the caveat that I need before I launch into this one is just that that was never my intention uh, in doing it. My intention is yeah. just, but it was just to purely exist. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. and I mentioned this on Twitter, my, I, me every day existing after taking this off is me purely just existing. This is not in any way an encouragement. I'm not, I'm not out here, you know, spouting like, uh, I don't know, some, some new, <laughs> 
I don't know, new version she's, of, of she's, how it's she's not, not to be played. It's not that. No, yeah, no, it's not that. <laughs> it's just I'm just purely existing, but I'm now existing without it, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, there, no, there were there were tons and tons of women that have um, been beaten into wearing it every day that have really wanted to take it off were... Uh, it just makes me a little bit sad. It just makes me really sad. But it's it's sad. It's it's it's, uh, it's, it's and then there's the women that have taken it off, and it's just like ten years ago that they've taken it off, and they're still completely banished from like an entire community or from their parents. Or it's just uh, it's a really intense undercurrent that we actually have of women that have chosen to continue without it, and it's a it's a whole new world of people that I never would have been exposed to. I think otherwise. And I think that it all just like ties back into this sexualization of women. But the thing is about women's bodies being sexualized is no matter how little or how much of it you show, you will always be sexualized because you are a woman. Because you have a vagina and boobs, you're going to be sexualized. Like I could be wearing one of those baby doll dresses that I wear. You know what I mean? Like the big puffy sleeves. Like you couldn't see the shape of my body if you tried. And I get comments on those photos saying, I can see your panties. What the fuck? I'm wearing a ostensibly a tent. What the fuck are you talking about? And, and, and the thing that bothers me more than anything, like for some reason, like when men criticize women's bodies, I'm like, I expect it. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I already know that it's going to happen, but when women do it, I, I just, used to be infuriated by that. I want to cry. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be really infuriated by other women kind of doing that. And now um, it's maybe, it's maybe really sad to say out loud, but it's more like a form of pity than anything else. Because once you get to this portion of autonomy in your body and you realize what kind of choices are available to you and what you're able to do for yourself and for no one else for yourself, you just feel a little sad that those people haven't gotten there yet. You know, just mentally, you're not, we're not on the same plane and I have a really hard time being around it. And so I kind of just physically remove myself from it. You know, it's just a, it just it makes me really sad, and th- and then that autonomy covers absolutely everything. It covers the ability to cover if you so choose. It, it it's the hijab if you want it, and it's the 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 jeans if you want it. It's the half tuck if you want it. It's yeah, a lot of things. Tuck. You know yeah. what I mean? And it just makes me really sad. It makes me really sad that you could possibly go to your grave without recognizing the power of yourself. You know, and and I have to imagine that you probably again. I, I hate that you had to go through hell basically to get to where you are. But like, do you feel more like yourself than you ever have before? Oh yeah. 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 You know, I mean, I've always kind of dealt with the, how I'm not the most like palatable female for, for the majority of men, I would say. But I'm, yeah. And now it feels like an even bigger fuck you to, to all men. And it's because I don't, I'm not, I'm not like typical, um, I guess just most palatable female for the Middle East, you know. And so now that more of my tattoos are out and more of the way that I my dress sense is and um a lot of it is really androgynous, it just pisses them off so much and it just makes me want to do it more, you know. That I'm makes like, me so happy. It makes me so happy. I don't know how to tell you. They're like this is the most unsexy thing that you have ever worn ever and I'm like good I bought three more you know I love it I, I so literally happy. I really feel like maybe I'm just gonna start dressing like you I'll honestly do, I'm like I'll that that's that. my 
That's my dream. My dream in life is for men to just just be disgusted by yes. the way I dress. Yes. Like I just want them to just be like disgusting. I hate it so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. When when it gets colder, I can really start dressing because right now it's too hot. So now I'm just like, what can I wear that's going to be the least amount of fabric humanly fucking possible? Like that's my mentality yes. when it's yeah. summer. But like now You're it's like, going to fall. Light. <laughs> I, I'm I'm going to go to, through my dad's closet. I'm going to be like, Baba, what clothes do you have for me? Like did we go through this same like scene phase you and I I think we talked about them oh, last yes. time yes we yeah, were yeah, both yeah, little yeah. emo girls I had safety pins on every article uh, of clothing that I've ever owned I wore exactly. braces on my pants the ones that like hung in the back I always wore the um the trip NYC pants and dickies and and that was that was my personal style and These I think the I need most to bring it back. erection repelling clothing like that's the <laughs> most and that is that is how I now define it you know how like man repeller has now rebranded become just repeller. repeller I don't great I am the new man repeller yeah. I, will, I, I exactly what I want <laughs> I support it fully you are the new man repeller and I, I really really I I want like I want you to do a series of just like highlighting like or just send them to me really of the comments where men are just like I hate this and I'm just gonna print them out and frame them around me and just like admire them because like I fucking lo- I love when men are like I hate your outfit I'm like that's how you know like, I have that's a exactly good what fucking I was outfit on yeah 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 now, now you, you know to- that my outfit is fire it reminds me of that tweet of you knew what a doobie dress in though. I'm like, that's my favorite tweet about you of all time. It is so accurate. She really do be dressing, you know? You really do. I, the Twitter community, the K-pop stand oh, bro, community yes. that I, I have fallen into, I love it. They are the most supportive, beautiful human beings ever. Love and I'm like, them. if the whole internet could be K-pop stan Twitter, it would be a, a very happy, peaceful, magical place even. Like, why are there so... Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say, why are they so nice? And like, how can we make other people that? Nice? I know those fan cams, man. Those fan cams. If I could just have a fan cam, that would make my life. You know, the ones where they like just like splice together the most strange videos of you, and then just like you're like, yes. where did you get this? Yeah, you know? yeah. How, this was, I took this video ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did you find this? Make it die. <laughs> but they're like, um, but, but you but- look great, and I'm like, oh. That's what I'm saying. They will hype you up forever. And then they just say the cutest things like, Nora, you do be dressing. And I'm like, I do be dressing. You're right. Thank you for seeing me and understanding me. And, really and, and it's, it's just so, it's so crazy to me. Um, I, I really think that the, I mean, Instagram is obviously a platform for showcasing, you know, things and stuff. You know what I mean? Like that, that's what it is. It's like your style, your home, whatever it is. But like, the way people feel so intensely, like I wore a black layering shirt under a dress and people were like personally offended by it, like sending me paragraph long DMs saying, you really should have worn it with a cream shirt. And if you had just worn it with a cream shirt, it would have looked so elegant and so beautiful. Why did you have to wear it with black and ruin it? And I'm like, because I'm a fucking emo kid. Okay. Like that's why, that's why I'm wearing black under it because I am. Is that the one with the the scarf? I have your Instagram open because we said you do be it, dressing, and now I just needed to look at you. It's it's. I wore that strawberry dress with a black turtleneck under it, and people felt personally but like victimized that. by it. They were like, "Why would you ruin it with wearing black?" I'm like, "What are you talking about? That's called being fucking edgy." Like, yeah, what the hell? But like, that's what I'm saying. It's like they want you. They want us to be these like ethereal women who just, which I can be that too, and I know you can too, because women are multi-dimensional. Stop mm-hmm. putting us into boxes and stereotyping us. Mm-hmm. Like we can be different things. We can dress 
like, you know, little punk rock kids, but we can also dress like what you would deem to be like an elegant woman. Like we can dress in so many different ways. It's that's why it's personal style. Exactly. That's the, that's the whole point to it being personal. Like oh, man, I just, these pictures, uh, I'm looking, I'm just liking all of your posts right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm just, I, I do feel, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, this is great. Like you're talking to me and scrolling through my Instagram. I'm like, are right. you in love with me? If you're interested in something like that, we can move forward. Like we, yeah. Did we just fall in love? I'm, Are we I think pissed? this. Uh, this <laughs> you know what? Okay, this is such a. You can cut this out if you want, but I saw this tweet this morning. Wait, I have to read it to you. Oh my god! Please when read it I to can. me. I don't want to cut this out. I okay. Let's let's says, talk Twitter. It says it says when God made me, He said, and for you, my child, anime titties. And then my back and I are tired. <laughs> and I still, but my back and I are tired. But I still appreciate the gesture. And every time I see her, you you just like. And God said, anime titties. Literally, I mean, Asia, d- don't tempt me. I will make that the caption of my next photo because I have gotten to the point where I'm just like, what would you like me to do about my body? Tell me, what would you like me to do? Where would you like me to put it? Do you want me to start doing that thing? What do women do? They like, they used to like, what did Mulan do? In that? Yeah, binders. Like, do you want me to wear a binder? Because I feel like that seems like it's bad for my ribs. And like, it's actually really easy to fracture ribs. So like, I'm not interested in that. Mm. I mean, like, there's like warnings that come with these binders because I mean, obviously, like a lot of trans um, uh, trans men wear binders, and uh, yeah, they have warnings on these binders. You you should wear them for a set number of hours, and then you need to yeah. do this yourself. Please don't do this to yourself. I, I don't. I don't want to do that. That seems well, really no. painful. I mean, I barely want to wear a bra, and which I mean, I do wear a bra, and it's so funny because girls comment on my photos and they're like, "Please wear a bra." I'm like, "Bitch, bro, do yes, you, I think wear it." Do you think I am not wearing a bra? Because like when you get to a certain point of boobs, like you can't unless they're fake, you can't not wear a bra. Like it's just it's just gravity and you know, like all of these things. Like what I'm glad you think my boobs are so perky, but like, dude, no, I'm wearing a bra. Like I just I don't understand this this obsession that women have. It's always I mean the what the men just leave creepy comments, right? They're just like, oh, like I I you know, I don't I won't even repeat it. Just <laughs> just creepy but women are like so fucking offended by my boobs and i'm just like not to sound like a an arab woman from palestine who's 45 years old and has seven kids but like you seem jealous like (laughs) that's what i'm saying i feel like that's something that like an arab aunt would say like oh they're just jealous like not not to sound jealous of you i thought you meant jealous for you you know like no 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 no, okay okay okay. Like, like, I feel like I'm like, are you mad? Like, do you, do you want to trade? Like, cause I'm down. My back really hurts. You should just reply. Are you in love with me? (laughs) Are we from now on? Are we going to kiss? Are we going to kiss? Like literally, are we going to kiss? Because I I told this girl, I was like, you seem like you're staring too hard. And she was, and I had to block her because then she like was so like, which I feel like, I feel like it was because I was right that she got so mad. But like, she was like, she just outed her on your comment yeah, section. She, she's like, you don't have to stare that hard to be able to see what you're obviously trying to show off. And I'm like, like, I, I, I'm sorry that I'm not like, existing. See, just like me, simply existing without scarf. You're just simply existing with titty. 
you know simply, like simply existing with one titty just, <laughs> just one with titty you know that's titty, that's titty existing everyone in my office is laughing because they're also they are they are women with titty and like they're like i love that they're laughing so silently like the, literally this, the most silent laughter ever <laughs> we're trying to be respectful to the podcast <laughs> yeah it's a it's a very um respectful podcast uh sil- silently titty I'm rebranding to name it <laughs> Simple Titty. Dude, I had okay, I'm going to say I had I had I had titty for uh <laughs> two years. <laughs> I had titty. I had titty for like 2 years because I was breastfeeding and I had they were like they were massive but I'm I'm yeah, yeah. S- smaller chested but they were so much larger than I was used to and nothing that I ever could and at the time I was covered nothing I wore felt like it wasn't for people. Yes. Yeah. It didn't yeah. matter. I could be in a turtleneck and people would be like, ooh, titty. And I'd be like, but yeah. it's just, yeah. I yeah. just exist with yeah. them. It's just, yep. there's nothing I can do. And everything and, just and- made, they, they made you feel vulgar for wearing absolutely anything. And so since then, I just relate to women that have larger chests because I get it. You know, I just, it's because, and it's because of society sexualizing women's bodies. And like, it's like if you have this type of body, you, you're a Madonna. You're, 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 you're a whore. You're, you're a whore. Yeah. And if you have this type of body, you're a Madonna. And like, it's this, this obsession with, making women have this responsibility that they didn't ask for just because their body looks like, I promise you anyone who has big boobs will tell you the same fucking thing. If I could make them smaller, trust me, baby girl, I would. I love fashion. You know what? Fashion is not made for curves. It's not, it's just not. I love fashion. You know what I want to wear more than anything? A cute little fucking button down with a big collar that'll just fall flat across my body. That's my dream. I can't wear that. I can't wear that. I will look like a sex worker, which is fine, but I'm not a sex worker. So I don't want to look like a sex worker. That's exactly. Have you watched Hannah Gatsby? Hannah Gatsby. No. Who is she that? mentioned? She's, oh, she's amazing. You have to watch her. She was like life changing. She has a show. Um, Douglas is the new one. And then before that was Nanette and Nanette is a stand up. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. My freaking God. But she spoke on the whole, uh, virgin or my daughter like the whole dynamic that women are just kind of like born into you really have to watch it. i highly recommend it to everybody it's one of the most like empowering uh, what gut wrenching a nanette by hannah gatsby i so i did watch nanette i did i did because i remember she played a rilo kylie song in the ending credits and i mm-hmm, love that song mm-hmm. so it left me feeling so happy it's the song is like called better son or daughter and i love that song because it's literally about being a woman and how like everyone thinks you suck but anyway <laughs> I I did I did watch that, but it was such a long time ago that I feel like I don't even like remember anything about it. So I guess I, I saw that. You would remember. I think just like watch it now in just the 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 context of twenty twenty as well, and and now where you're at in your own like womanhood. Just I sobbed. It was just being a woman just is so hard. <laughs> being a woman is so hard, and like it's it you're just constantly being being made to feel like you're a burden and you're constantly being made to feel like you take up space. <laughs> you you know what's so sad, Asia? I'm I'm going to I'm going to tell we're going to get emo for a second here. I told my friend this and she cried. So, you know, if you cry it's fine. Okay, uh, it's it'll be the second time this podcast I'm ready. <laughs> it's fine. Let's let's all just cry together. Yeah. I was in a yoga class and we I usually go and have a male instructor. And he was out. And so a woman taught the class. And it just so happens that the times that I go to, there's a male instructor. It just, you know, whatever. I, I mean, I like him, but whatever. So 
we have a female instructor. And at the end of class, you know, if you've never been to a yoga class, there's like Shavasana at the end. So you just lay down and like relax your body and be still and like try to clear your mind. It's like the end of your practice. You're just supposed to like, you know, you know, thank your body for everything that you did and just kind of like chill out. And she said something that no one has ever said to me before. I swear to God, in my entire life, she was like, lay down and take up as much space as you can. And I actually started tearing up in class because I was like, no one has ever fucking told me to take up more space. Like my entire life as a woman is like, be skinnier, be smaller, take up less space. uh, Don't be so loud. Don't be this. And like literally just in every fucking form, take up less space is what's being drilled into women's minds. And for the first time ever, someone told me actually said, take up more space. And I'm like, I am 31 years old. Why is this the first time I'm being told this now? Like what, what, what the fuck world do we live in? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, just body language wise, I, I had kind of tried to train myself that whenever I'm out and about, especially because I'm in a, a country, the same country that I work in, and a, a large portion of my following is from here. So I always kind of want to look approachable enough for people to say hello. So I had trained myself body language wise to no longer cross my arms and make myself pretty small. Even though for, I would say, the first 20 years of my life, I was just constantly trying to make myself smaller, you know, just be less uh, visual in a room and just kind of like blend in a little bit better and not be so loud and laugh so loud and do all these things. So I had trained myself really to open up my body language so that people would find me a little bit more approachable. So I was no longer crossing my arms. And then it just kind of like progressed into not only do I not cross my arms, I, I now enter rooms uh, with my hands on my hips or like I'm a little bit like larger and I make myself so much larger. And it took me a really long time to figure out since training myself to do this and the way that I even sit and pose is very like legs open, kind of lean down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm quite a bit of space. I'm like man, what is it? Man's man spreading. Yeah, I'm yeah. spread a bit. So I hadn't really realized, but I had walked into so many business meetings and been in so many business settings where the men just automatically kind of prickled a little bit more around me. And I was like, why are they so fucking difficult? You know, I watch all of these other girls deal with them all the time and they're completely fine. But I had been in business settings and watched them just prickle around me so much faster. And like they had this constant need to just, uh, jump down my throat for anything that I would say there was always just a response and finally one guy was like is there is there a problem it's like do we have a problem and they're like you just you're just so you just are so big like you're just so everywhere and you gesture all the time and the way that you sit is just really annoying and I just feel like you're you I can't take you seriously and I was like why like what is it that I do and he literally demonstrated man's man like man spreading like that's literally what he just did and i was like so you find it offensive that i sit i sit and act like you you know and they just prickle so much more around me because i have such and this is something that i've come to the realization now in quarantine is that so much of my life i have actually now and my adult life been so much more androgynous in a lot of the ways that i carry myself and people find it very offensive you know and i I, that's not my problem you know it's just it's not my problem anymore and I had just been very apologetic about it for so long you know what I mean like wanting to not be the loudest person in the room or laugh too loud or be something or have such a good time and even men that are quite close to me would be like you're you're being a bit much and I'm like what is Mm -hmm. much what is much shut the fuck what is much I'm not apologizing for being too much and 
definitely my lit, which for those of you who don't know means I'm full. It's it, it, we're we're pouring out. You know, what I mean? like, we're fucking spilling everywhere. We can't take it anymore. God, the Arabic language is truly the most <laughs> perfect way to express any fucking emotion. I'm gonna start saying my lit because literally that is how I feel every day. Like I'm, it's it's too much. I'm spilling over. It's mm-hmm. it's I can't contain this anymore. Like I'm fucking over it. And like, when was the last time anyone has ever told a man? Yeah, that they were taking up too much space, or that, or Never. that they were too loud, or that they, like they, their laugh is too much, or anything like that. Like, and I catch myself doing things, like you said, like when I'm in public, I'll start, I'll try to talk, I'll try to be conscious of the the tone in which I speak in, or even the way I sit and the way I move, because I think that society has really tried to train women to be smaller in every single way. And like, uh, and anytime I am not that way, people are, especially men, very put off by it. They're very, very, very put off by it. And I've had men tell me before, you have a lot of masculine energy. And I'm like, who is that offensive to? Yeah. Like, yeah, or, yeah. like, like and they mean it to be think, offensively too. Yeah. It's yeah, not like yeah, they're like, like a compliment, you know? No, 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 no. They're, they're like, not, saying, they're not saying it complimentary. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I, I do have what's considered to be stereotypical masculine energy, but like, it's it's actually not like women. If a, a lot of women do it too, so why are we still calling it masculine energy? I like you know what I mean? No. Like I like know. women are very powerful. Women are business women. Like we 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 can do everything that you can do. Like it's twenty twenty. Like you realize that like we're past that, right? It's not the 1920s anymore. Like women can do anything that men can do, like get over it. But you know that, did you see that thing where it was like, well, if this is the 1950s, then I'll stay home and you mm-hmm. fund my lifestyle. And uh, I never <laughs> want to see you. I never want to yeah. see you. Like, please don't ever come home. Like, I just want you to work until you almost die. And then yeah. give me all the money to fund yep. my life. You want it to be the 1950s? let's do it all the way, bro. Like, let's just go balls to the wall. Let's make it so we're miserable, you know? Just, Have you uh, seen and it's always TikTok? white people. It's always white people that are like, oh, I miss the bad old days. The, bruh, the 1950s were not good for absolutely anyone else. No one. A white man. Like, you are just, just, you're showing your real right now. Like, I, like, I can't just grow. Like, stop romanticizing regression. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let, let, let's, let's not do that. And yeah, wait, have you seen that TikTok of that guy? I'm pretty sure he's Palestinian. I, I have to assume he is. Um, but he, it's that Yilan Abuha, that TikTok. And he's like being like an asshole. I, if you haven't seen, I have to send it to you because if I try to explain to you a TikTok, I feel like I'm just going to sound like an asshole. But the thing that I love about TikTok is is when someone does something really stupid and like makes himself look like an asshole. Arab TikTok really just then shits on him, and now everyone on TikTok is just every Arab creator that I like. Like literally, every time I see a TikTok and it's an Arab-looking person, they're making fun of him, and I'm like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It's because like I have to see we, it. I, I have to send it to you now. I literally I'm gonna bombard you with all the TikToks that I've seen. But like he basically is just saying like if a girl doesn't like isn't like a housewife then like Yilana Abuha, which means like goddamn her father, which is like an Arab expression. Yeah, yeah. And like now everyone is just like shitting on him in hilarious ways because TikTok is the greatest fucking app ever. It's so I funny. absolutely uh, agree. I absolutely agree. I think we touched on that the last time. Did we or no? But, I mean, honestly, I'm pretty obsessed with TikTok. Because I feel like, yeah, we're both very obsessed with TikTok and you actually make hilarious and amazing TikToks, which I, I don't, I'm just a consumer. 
Dude, I am now only a consumer. I haven't made them in months. But TikTok, I speak in TikToks. You know, like you know that um, that TikTok uh, where they're like, um, do you know when you can choose not to be an asshole? And she's like, yeah. well. Um, yes, thank you. Like now, every time someone says something to me that's fucking like I'm just like, yes, thank you. You know, it just makes I just speak in TikToks all the time. It just drives me crazy. Do you also just like sing TikTok songs? Yes, all, all the time. Do you never know, even get up to pee and it's like 3 a.m. and you're like, there's a song in my brain that's like they didn't even know that I'm I wanted to die. I just wanted to pee. My brain switched on to like TikTok songs constantly. It's just so annoying. But it's, it's also it's- great. I swear to God, TikTok brings me more joy than most things anymore. Like at this point, I'm like, it's my source of happiness. That's why when there was like all these like threats of it, like shutting down in the US, I was like, no, is that going to happen? No, no, it's not going to happen. They just like Oracle bought 20% and then like Walmart bought like 80% of it. I don't know. It's, it's, it's all, it's not being taken off because I heard the 26. No, it's, I, I'm pretty sure I saw it this morning that um, it was bought. Okay, okay. That would make sense. Let now, me look. Now, I'm, now I'm scared. TikTok no, no. off App Store America. Well, it was removed 37 videos in India this year before it was banned in India. So apparently it's banned in India. Yeah, so TikTok and WeChat banned from App Store. That was four days ago. It's going to be banned. It? Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be banned from the App Store. That's what I remember. So doing. one day ago, it says Walmart hits a grand slam with its TikTok deal with Oracle. Yeah, one I day was ago. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Walmart okay, okay. And, and Oracle bought TikTok. So like, I th- yeah, and then I saw like a TikTok this morning and it was like, uh, they were like, say, like pretending to be like, oh, TikTok this morning and they were like dancing around. Hmm. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that means that we're in the clear. Yeah, Either yeah, yeah. Way, I, I can't see TikTok disappearing. I just feel like it's too lucrative that no one's going to let it happen. There's no way. I mean. It, anything that makes money, there, there's just no way it's going to go away. Like, like, you know what I mean? Anything that's making companies money, like, they're not getting rid of it. Like, I swear to God, I've never wanted Dunkin' Donuts a day in my fucking life. Oh, like, yeah. Dunkin' Donuts to me like was, like, the driest, stru- most disgusting struggle disgusting. donut. And now I pass by a Dunkin' Donuts and I'm like, maybe. You know, maybe I don't know, but I will say I wanted to order the Charlie D'Amelio drink. Guys, they're they're just they're just like who's struggle donut. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, okay? They are. Listen, they are struggle donuts. They're wait, 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 wait. Let me. Is is our Dunkin' Donuts not struggle donuts? Oh, it's just South Africans. You can't trust them, man. You can't trust these two. I can't trust you. Yo. Yo, Moss, I'm no, no. It's Krispy Kreme for life, dude. Oh my god, Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Dunkin' Delivery is on point, apparently. It's because I'm from Atlanta and we have Krispy Kreme. Dunkin' Donuts is disgusting. I thought we all had agreed on this. No, apparently the South Africans do not. Do they have. Is their version of Dunkin' Donuts better? Is your version of Dunkin' Donuts better? I'm, I'm like relaying this information. Oh, no way. Oh, okay. I thought that was like a, a KFC situation. Oh, I'll say that. No, they don't know because they've just opened in South Africa. <laughs> but KFC in South Africa is apparently much better. I don't know what's happening right now. This has just turned into a different. I, are we going to South Africa? What's, what's going on right now? <laughs> I love Cape Town. It's my second home. I absolutely recommend it. It's probably because my best friends are from Cape Town, but still. Still my I mean, South, 
South Africa looks beautiful and I really want to go. But also I really now want to try their KFC. That's the thing. Food around the world, like maybe the Dunkin' Donuts in Kuwait, is, have you had it? Versus I have. like Dunkin' Donuts in America. Is it still Struggle Donuts? It's still Struggle Donuts for me. I don't yeah, know. like I don't – I'm sorry. Like I'll – I mean I'll eat it if it's there. Like don't get me wrong. I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. On Same. The table, I'll eat it, but like I don't want to eat it. Hundred percent. Like I, I'll hate myself a little for doing it, but I'm still gonna do yeah, it. Yeah, because I'm just like, why did I just eat this donut when I could have ate this instead? And now you know that's too much sugar. Calories are wasted. Yeah, literally, exactly. Like I'm sorry. Like I, I would rather go eat a a fucking slice of delicious cake. Oh, yum! From from uh, a really racist, disgusting. Yeah, sexist I love cake place. I love sa- sexist cakes. <laughs> <laughs> There is so cake. It just adds a little bit of spice. You know what I mean? It's like you take a bite, you're like, why is it spicy? You're and like, it's just like what's this it's taste? Full of hate. It's full of hate. It's full of it's full of uh gender like stereotypes. Cinnamon. It it's tastes full like of cinnamon um, and clove. It's full of fear mongering. <laughs> oh my god. I swear I don't know how we started talking about donuts so intensely. I don't know. Um, we literally we were literally we cried. We talked about donuts. I do want to say I wanted to try like I want to try a new thing on my podcast kind of like um Ooh. like what's the word I'm looking for? Like fuck, I don't I don't know what the word is, but you know what? You're going to be my guinea pig. Oh, I, I want to start doing like a segment. That's the word I was looking for. A segment. I want to do like a mental health check-in segment. Okay. Like how how are we feeling? You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's like, a good one. And I feel like you're a wife. You're a mom. You're a businesswoman. You're you you wear a million hats. You wear so many hats. No hijab, but lots of hats. <laughs> <laughs> you are an awful fucking human being, and I love it. She's like, wear many hats. No hijab, but many hats. <laughs> I'm literally the worst person in the world. But, but let me ask you, because I feel like no one's asking moms how they're feeling. My sister tells me that all the time. But, like, how are you feeling? Like, what's what's going on? Are you good? Like, how are you? You know, yes. I think if you had asked me this a couple months ago, no. Uh, no. I was in, like, a really deep, dark hole a couple months ago. <laughs> and it took me – I laugh about it, but it was really hard. It was really hard to get myself out of it. But now, much better. School is starting up again. It's not physical school. We're going to just deal with it. But, yeah, a little better, a little better. So because homeschool, homeschooling. Yeah, yeah. So Noah has Noah, – Noah is three, turning four, and he has, like, a teacher that comes to the house for a couple – like, an hour and a half every day. But it's, like, COVID teaching – little strange and then yeah, adam is doing um online schooling soon he's first grade this year so it's okay I first grade oh my I know. god oh Isn't my god oh my god That's i can't believe so i have crazy. a first grader he's gonna be you seven. have a first grader Asi. and also my niece just had a baby and his name is noah too oh yeah and i'm gonna be honest with you like your noah is really cute so i really like it. i like when cute people have the same name as people that i really like because i'm like you know as he noah is really cute i'm a brook man I know I'm a great aunt. Oh, I mean, I've always been a great aunt, but now I'm a great, 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 aunt, great you know? aunt. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah. So I mean, that's that's definitely like I think I mental think health picks are great. It's just I we do this we did this within our circle too. We just send like mental health check, and the, you know you know the kind of friends that are you're really close friends with, but you don't have to talk every day, and we just like will disappear yeah. for like two weeks or a week, and we're just like mental health check. Those are my check favorite. In. Yeah, those are that's the best way to be. I don't I don't have time for any. 
anything else it's I, awful I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you like when I complain about being busy like my siblings who have children are just like shut the fuck up like just straight up they just immediately say shut up Nor, you're not tired oh, you're not, not nice. busy I, I mean it's fine they're my siblings so they could be a little bit abusive that's true but- that's true I'm sorry siblings <laughs> I didn't mean that you guys aren't nice if you're listening it's it's oh, the only one who's listening is possibly Reem and Reem if you're listening to this go fuck yourself but anyway <laughs> I like it just just because she didn't do anything it's just like just a reminder just in case you forgot Reem um but no I think that I think that it's it's hard having friends in general when you become an adult mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's I, I'm gonna be honest with you when the pandemic happened like you said like I mean if you have anxiety it wasn't that difficult to like to deal with it. you're like yeah, yeah yeah you're like okay I'm cool but like Something that I realized before is I think that I would try so hard to like see friends X amount of time because I didn't want to hurt their feelings. And the pandemic really relieved me of that. Mm -hmm. And it just like, why can't we normalize not seeing and not talking to friends and that it doesn't mean that you don't hate them. It just means that like, you're tired. Yeah, dude, this constant availability that uh, having a cell phone pretty much attached to your hand kind of gives people the impression that they have of you. You're just not always available. If I ans- if I if you call me and I don't answer the phone, but I'm still scrolling on Instagram, those are two completely separate things. Yes, you know what yes. I mean. Like I'm yes. not mentally checked in for a phone call. I'm mentally checked in to be absolutely silent with myself and my phone for a, a couple minutes. I'm not trying to be rude. You know, I'm I'm not. It's just. That's and, just where I'm at right just, now. You just articulated it better than I I have in the past, but like that's what it is. It's like being silent and with myself on my phone, mm-hmm. which has turned into a pacifier at this point. Literally, mm-hmm. my phone is my pacifier, um, and <laughs> that goes with the it goes really well with the baby doll dress that you're yeah. Wearing. Hi, my name is One Titty Noor, and my <laughs> phone is my pacifier. Anime Titty Baby Doll Dress Noor, and this is my pacifier it, phone. I'm I'm rebranding, um, but no, like I I just. That's the thing. It's like, I'm, I might not answer your phone call and maybe you'll see me post an Instagram story two minutes later, but like, I'm not doing same, it same. in silence. I'm doing it in silence. Yeah, not same, same. Like, it's not. I'm not. The mental capacity that you really have to like muster up to have a back and forth conversation, you know, it's yeah. intense, man. It's intense. Like, it's not, it's not a joke. And especially, I don't want to half-ass it. I don't want to half-ass our conversation. That's the other thing. I don't want to half-ass it. I think that's like the key thing about it. It's like when you can't be fully engaged, it just feels a little disingenuine. And I hate that. Mm-hmm. I hate it so much because once you once you start fully embracing yourself for who you are, it's very difficult. And when you're being real with yourself, it's hard to ever try to go back to like faking any because I feel like growing up like I I know that I would like kind of like fake things just to like be like acceptable or more palatable or whatever and then you get older and you kind of stop doing that because it's exhausting and then you realize wow this is the most liberating thing ever and I never will go back to that ever again right right, exactly dude exactly it's just not worth it and then you see a version of yourself that you you would like to be for other people as well and you're like I don't want to deviate from this this is what I owe you this is what I should give you but if I'm not able to give this to you then I need to just kind of like reset by myself for a bit yeah 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 resetting by yourself for a bit is wait so then turn around let's turn this back around what about mental health check for you Oh, oh my God. This segment just took a turn the first time we've ever tried it. And, and now you get a mental health check and you get a mental yeah, health yeah, check. Yeah. No, but honestly, I'm like, I, I've always wanted to implement a segment, but I'm just like, all of them sound so stupid, but I feel like a mental health check-in is literally, we should constantly be checking in on people and just being like, Hey, how's your brain? Like, yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Your, 
how's your body? Like, how's your heart? Like, are you good? I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm good. I definitely, um, things are going back to normal as normal as they can be. And that's been a weird adjustment because I think I was so used to just like this more laid back kind of quarantine lifestyle. And, and I think I really grew comfortable with that. And I really had made a routine for myself. So now switching back to like, work things picking up like social obligations becoming more acceptable in certain situations obviously i'm not going to go to like a fucking concert and mosh but like you know if you're hanging out with like one friend who you know is like being safe then that's fine uh but then obviously everyone do whatever feels safe for you i'm not like telling you to go like make out with people you know just live your life Um, (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. um but no i i think that it was a weird adjustment but now i don't know i think that like I'm okay. It's just the political climate in America right now is very stressful. And I just feel like I cannot fully relax until the elections. And unfortunately, I feel like even after then, I'll never be able to relax. So I'm just trying to come to terms with never being able to relax. And maybe that will help me relax. Yeah, you know, I guess you were you not one of the (laughs) ones that was just like high functioning. It's awful. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, no, I, no, no. I am high. I can function very well under fight or flight mode. That's preferable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's what my best work is. That's my done. preferable um, yeah. dose of anxiety. Yeah, that's my preferred dose of anxiety. No, no, no. I, I, I love. I love a bit of anxiety. It really keeps things moving. Um, but um, no, I just, I, I'm really kind of genuinely, I think for the first time ever, like I know that like when it comes to politics, people are always like, I'm so scared. Like even the first time Trump was elected, like I didn't want him to be elected, but I wasn't like necessarily like afraid. Yeah. But yeah. in recent days, actually, recent months, now I'm starting to get a little bit scared. Like what's gonna happen? And that's a little unsettling because it's just like that would be things that are completely out of my control and if you have the same type of anxiety as me you know we'd like to be able to control things Mm -hmm. (laughs) i do love controlling things Uh, relatable yeah yeah yeah. i am a routine based person not because i have my shit together but because i like controlling things Um, but yeah i i just i will say like i feel like i am good but there is this like looming cloud of darkness that's just around and like i just I want to stop listening to the news, but I also can't stop because I want to know what's happening and I want to be informed and I want to be aware. But yeah, I just think that, I don't know. I I, I think that I was thriving during the pandemic and the peak season one, I was thriving season two, even I was thriving, but now I think we're in season three. I can't be sure, but whatever the fuck is happening now in America, I'm just like, I don't like this. I want to move. I'm moving America's to Kuwait. Terrifying man. No, Kuwait's not any better. We have a really bad corruption problem right now. It's like, it's really awful. It's really bad. But no, honestly, the states, um, the Simpsons says that he's going to be in for another election. And I just, you know, my, my, my political game is just really completely colored by the Simpsons. Well, have you seen that guy on Twitter who claims that he can see the future? There's, there's a couple of them. I feel like at this point, okay. the one that's a time a- traveler. The time traveler. The time traveler. I love that. You're like, oh, no, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Well, he said that Trump is not going to be reelected. I really hope not. I really hope not. See, like, this is how <laughs> dire the political situation is. We're like, well, the Simpsons said, and then this time traveling guy that is mentally stable, completely mentally stable, he says, you know, that's all we've got to base this off of. We're not like, you know, how many people registered to vote this year? No, 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 like, no. How, what's voter election turnout like? No, we're like, I don't know. This guy. 
someone posted a TikTok today that Addison Rae is a Republican, and I'm like, why is well, anyone surprised? Nobody is surprised. Isn't there? Is, no, no, that's Charlie. Charlie's the one with the dad that was in the House of Representatives, I think. Oh my God, was yeah, was yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. What's so there's that? this whole like conspiracy that he's uh, pushed the girls for kind of oh. like clout for political clout later down the line. That would actually not, not surprise, surprise me, me at all. At, in any Uh-oh. way. That's what, I'm telling you, guys, I highly recommend turning 30 because nothing will ever surprise nothing, you ever again. Nothing shocks you. You're like, that's about, yeah, that's about right. That's, that's Like right. I, any piece of information that someone will tell me, I might gasp for comedic relief. I do like a good gasp just to be funny, but like, I'm not actually shocked. I just <laughs> like to gasp is it shocked? Just, what is it? Shocked, but not surprised? No, disappointed, but not surprised. Disappoint. Always disappointed. I mean, yeah, just, never I think at this but never surprised. And I, I really oh. think that those are words to live by. Um, whatchamacallit. Asia, I, I, I'm shocked, but I think that we could end the podcast now unless we keep, do you want to keep going? Are I've, we going to, are we going to get home and, and, and put children to bed, but I would love, you to do have it. children. Let's I know. I would love to keep, <laughs> I know. I'm like, now we're going to have to do episode three. I can't believe we kept it. It's right now. It's at a minute and 20, uh, uh, an hour and 20 minutes. And I'm shocked. Like, I can't believe it. I truly can't believe it. Why? I think, it it, it literally I, I, flew by, but do, no, I do literally do since since for some reason we can only find a way to really speak to each other this way under the guise podcast, of yeah. podcasting. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, should yeah, just yeah. always pretend that we're podcasting, but we're actually just catching up. You know, I'm <laughs> not gonna lie. I was actually thinking about this the other day. I'm like, damn. I'm like, I should really like just text Asia, but then I realized I'm like, oh, I just don't like don't text anyone. <laughs> and then I just like laugh to myself and and my little b- bubble of anxiety. <laughs> Dude, I don't text anyone either. I just find it. I, I guess like this podcast thing makes a little bit more sense. So we'll just pretend every single time that we speak that we're filming a podcast, but we're not. It's just for us. You know, we have to do Asia. We need to start a podcast, but like really, it's just for us. It's called the Asia Nor Show. But like, we never post it anywhere, and it's just us talking to each other. <laughs> it's talking shit. Or like we'll make it a podcast. Like that's like some friends send letters, emails, text messages. We have a podcast, so that's how we. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Oh my god! Do you understand how many possible titles there are for this episode at this point? We have we have your hate cake. We have your anime titty. Yeah, this is my pacifier. Like, truly, this this is podcast gold, you guys. You're welcome. Um, I hope we made you laugh. I hope we made you cry. Asia, like, truly, I love talking to you. And, you know, maybe maybe one day we'll have a full conversation outside of Instagram DM or podcast forum. You know, who can say? That would be ideal. That would be goals. That's that's goals. Um, If people don't know who you are, which I'm just like, whatever, where can they follow you? there's a lot of people that don't know who i am i'm very thankful that i still have some level of anonymity in life uh instagram i guess just instagram us yeah my name straight up she also has a skincare brand so cool she just she she does a lot of things just follow her on instagram at asia follow her on twitter she's fucking hilarious follow her on tiktok i like literally just follow asia everywhere you will not regret it you will it will I mean, make you, you laugh if you're a man you'll regret if, that if you're a man you'll regret it but if you're a man and you're listening to this please unsubscribe no i'm just joking That's some men are not terrible <laughs> Some men are not terrible. Some men are fine. We don't hate all men. Um, But yeah, as always, you can follow the podcast at Arab American Psycho on Instagram where you will see a beautiful picture of Asia's face. And you can follow me on Instagram at Nor E. And I will talk to you guys next Sunday. Bye-bye. Bye.